Hello, my name is Richard Pete Hill. I'm the host of the Black Hole Podcast. I hail from the great state of Mississippi. I'm a veteran of the United States Army, and most importantly, I am a lover of African-American history that you should never forget. And it is my sincere hope that you will pick up on what I'm putting down. I will share with you some interesting facts that will hopefully motivate you to want to learn more about African-American history. I am your host, Richard Pete Hill. Let's get started. You know, I'm a child of the 1970s. And when I was growing up, the most popular comedian in the black community was Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor had an album he entitled, and I quote, That Nigger is Crazy. Admittedly, I found the entire album absolutely hilarious. But fast forward 20 years, and I came across a physician by the name of Dr. Samuel A. Cartwright. Cartwright made a name for himself as a doctor practicing in both Louisiana and Mississippi during the antebellum period. But Dr. Cartwright will be forever known as a man who called a slave's desire for freedom a mental illness. I guess like Richard Pryor, Dr. Cartwright thought that nigger is crazy. Now, to describe the mental illness, Dr. Cartwright would combine two words. He combined the words drapetus, a Greek word for runaway slaves, and mania, a Greek word that refers to someone who shows signs of madness. The new word Dr. Cartwright got by combining the two Greek words was drapetomania, which describes runaway slaves as mentally ill, or as Richard Pryor said, that nigger is crazy. In May of 1851, Dr. Samuel A. Cartwright published a paper entitled Report on the Diseases and Physical Peculiarities of the Negro Race. As wacky as this theory may sound to you in 2022, in 1851, the Louisiana medical community accepted this theory as gospel. In fact, Dr. Cartwright's paper was published in the New Orleans Medical and Surgical Journal. This was a very reputable scholarly publication. Here's what Dr. Cartwright purposely handed to the pro-slavery South. Another reason to justify the institution of slavery. What the good doctor did was not new. You see, my friends, white supremacists understand that they have no moral authority to justify how they treat people of color. Instead, Absent moral authority, they turn to the use of science, the application of laws, and yes, even religion to promote their very weak case of so-called superiority. Let the record reflect that long before the scientific medical community decided to join the white supremacist cause, it was the religious community of the day that was full-throated in their support of white supremacy. Preachers on Sunday used the Bible to convince poor whites and even enslaved blacks that God wanted the so-called Negro 
to be a beast of burden for the sole purpose of enriching the slave owners. Leaders of the pro-slavery wing of the South thank Dr. Cartwright for providing them with a new argument to use in courts as well as legislatures across the Deep South. You see, now slave owners felt, thanks to the theory of drapetomania, they felt duty-bound to recapture the mentally ill runaway slave so that they can help make him or her whole again. Dr. Cartwright is a great example of how white supremacists will not hesitate to use science to support their bigotry. Or in Dr. Cartwright's case, if no such science exists, you will invent a scientific theory. Now, from this point forward, I want to just talk about what it was that Dr. Cartwright was saying to white folks, also known as slave owners at the time. You see, in his very first argument for his new theory, Dr. Cartwright pointed out that no medical doctors had ever diagnosed a runaway slave as being mentally ill. He goes on to explain that because he had discovered this disease that had not previously been classified among the so-called long list of ailments that man is prone to, Dr. Cartwright felt compelled to coin a new medical term. He named his new disease that was very peculiar to the so-called black slave, drapetomania. Now, Dr. Cartwright explained that in most cases, the Negro was induced to run away from service as a consequence of a disease, which according to him, it was a disease of the mind that could, believe it or not, be cured. The good doctor believed that with the advantages of proper medical advice, this troublesome practice of so many Negroes running away could almost be entirely prevented if you just listened to his prescriptions. He began by explaining what caused drapetomania. He contends that, that if the white man seeks to oppose God's will by declaring that the black man should not be the submissive knee bender that the almighty God himself required the Negro to be, that if the white man attempted to elevate the black man to a level equal to himself or by trying to put himself on an equal footing with the black man, if the white man abused the power which God has given him over the Negro by being cruel to him or punishing the Negro in anger, or by neglecting to protect the Negro from wanton abuses of his fellow slaves and anybody else, or by denying the Negro the usual comforts and necessities of life, if the white man permitted any of the above. According to Dr. Cartwright, it would be inevitable the Negro will fall prey to the mental illness of drapetomania. And that Negro would, without a doubt, run away. Now, Dr. Cartwright provided the slave owner with a solution to address so-called drapetomania, or the illness of the runaway slave. First, the slave owner had to keep the Negro in the position that white folks had learned about in scriptures on Sunday. The scriptures that say the Negro was intended to occupy a position of submission. 
But wait, it gets better. Dr. Cartwright then tells a slave owner that if you want to prevent slaves from falling prey to mental illness, just be kind and gracious without condescension. And at the same time, minister to the Negro's physical wants and protect him from abuses. If you do these things, said the good doctor, the Negro would be spellbound and would never think of running away. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. There's a lot more nonsense that Dr. Cartwright adds that I do not have the time nor the luxury to repeat here. Instead, I will use our remaining time together to illustrate a few points you should be aware of. This so-called pseudoscience that Dr. Cartwright introduced also came with recommendations for severe beatings and punishment for the Negroes who failed to comply to servitude. His so-called drapetomania theory would remain in full effect until the Civil War brought slavery to an end. Drapetomania would be followed by at least two more white supremacy-supporting medical theories, which also doubled as supporting black inferiority. Did you know that in the 19th century, physician Charles Caldwell used something called phrenology? which is the belief that the shape of a person's skull was a key indicator of intellect. Caldwell said that due to the shape of the African skull, the white man had the right to enslave this less intelligent human being. Furthermore, by 1910, Dr. Charles Davenport would state his belief that selective breeding could transform the human race. In fact, in 1910, he founded the Eugenics Record Office and began recommending widespread eugenics education. This included immigration laws to keep out the defectives. But for black folks, he also advised forced sterilization of native-born and immigrants. In fact, history tells us that Fannie Lou Hamer a black woman from the great state of Mississippi was 44 years old when she became a victim of forced sterilization, which was a policy of Mississippi at the time, like so many other southern states. They did this to control the black populations across the South. In other words, what I'm saying to you in no uncertain terms, forced sterilization, a form of eugenics, was public health policy, not just in Mississippi, but across the South. And this would remain true through the 1960s. Lastly, I want to warn you, do not be lulled into the false belief that those who are wishing harm to black people, that they've given up their quest to reduce our freedoms, minimize our voice, and denigrate our health. Always remember, my friends, you are armed with knowledge if history is your weapon. You've been listening to the voice of Richard Pete Hill, the host of the Black Hole Podcast. If you like what you heard, please visit my website at richardpetehill.com. And while you're there, please check out my Twitter and Facebook pages. And don't forget to hit that like button and share my media with your friends and family. Never forget, 
I'm willing to teach you what I know if you're willing to admit that what you think you know about African-American history is only half true. Until then, try to remember, you are armed with knowledge if history is your weapon. Thanks for listening to The Black Hole.